welcome to the Leaders Brief by Egomark. Today we will analyze the growth of M-Pesa as the largest online payment platform in Africa, examine the need for digital business platforms by looking at Gemini, Goldman Sachs' merger matchmaking app for its investment banking clients, and explore Japan's growth potential as a major power market. Uh, I think mobile money is actually a very interesting conversation. Uh, there is no way you actually can. There is no way you you can talk about. Uh, financial inclusion or, or fintech in Africa without actually talking about mobile money and most especially in Eastern Africa. Uh, I think 10 years ago or like the whole decade has literally been about peer-to-peer transactions. Get money onto my phone, which is like my bank account, I'll send it to, to somebody else. Yeah, They will drop then there's liquidity. But I think uh, we actually now, guys are starting to build on top of mobile money as a platform. Now, we, we are now looking at it as a platform, not even just for peer-to-peer transactions. Uh, you'll find uh, many businesses right now are now starting to like get tap into it because at first it was just me and you sending each other money. Now it's we're getting to how can we make it possible for Solomon to actually pay the business where he buys food from every day. That was Solomon Kitumba, founder of payment solution firm Swipe2Pay in a talk organized by Monkey Pesa while discussing the future of fintech in Africa that is seeing a sort of revolution with Safaricom and Vodacom owned M-Pesa leading the way. Since launching in 2007, M-Pesa has grown to have the largest reach of any financial services provider in Africa with 39.6 million active customers including Safaricom, according to Vodacom's annual report for the year end March. The report adds that customers in international markets, including that of Safaricom, processes $14.7 billion a month through transactions on the platform. The M-Pesa revolution that has majorly transformed Kenya's financial ecosystem has added more banking customers to the African continent, home to one of the world's largest unbanked populations. Since its launch in 2007, M-Pesa has attracted over 24 million customers from Kenya's 53 million strong population. Other African countries where MPESA has seen traction of its payment platform include Tanzania, Mozambique, and the Democratic Republic of Congo. However, MPESA's success story has not been uniform across all African nations. It folded operations in South Africa in 2016, where it failed to create much of an impact on user payment choices. Recently, Vodacom announced in a press release that it is partnering with Alibaba-owned Ant Financial Services to create an application dedicated to South African citizens. While the move is expected to capture the South African banking market by reaching out to approximately 10 million people without bank accounts, it is too soon to estimate the impact on revolutionizing the country's financial transaction system. The application is set to launch early next year. However, the COVID-19 induced boost to online applications including those for financial transactions and Africa's rapidly increasing internet user base will undoubtedly push the continent towards cashless and contactless transactions. Investment bank and financial services company Goldman Sachs recently designed an application to ease business mergers and acquisitions. Gemini, a product that saw accelerated development due to the COVID-19 pandemic, will be offered to clients to help identify underperforming assets or find matches for mergers and acquisitions. The app uses a formula to compare revenue, growth, profit margin and other metrics as a percentage of sales of different companies before providing a score at the individual segment level that can be used to assess each unit's relative performance as per a Bloomberg report. Bloomberg quoted David Dubner, Goldman's global head of MA in structuring, saying that the company believes that technology and big data are going to be the core of the M&A business. This was echoed by Kevin Kelly, the founding executive editor of Wired magazine, on a YouTube video who believes big data and AI will drive the future of most business transactions. Big data is often talked about 
these days as the new oil. It's the energy, it's the resource that's going to power the network economy. Data, and particularly the scale of data, of having a lot of data, for the next few decades will become one of the most important resources. And we can use that data about us collectively and us individually to make new products and services that did not exist before. And in fact, we can, in the best case, we can use that information to also create policy and civilizations that are better than before. Better in a sense that we can individually customize the environment to each person on a huge scale. The Bank of Japan too is relying heavily on big data to chalk out its COVID-19 recovery plan. After analyzing data provided by Google, BOG said that while service sectors such as sports and other events may not recover to pre-COVID-19 levels quickly, the consumption and production of goods have hit their bottom and are now rebounding sharply. According to Bloomberg, Japan's $136 billion market has become an attractive investment for foreign firms despite a drop in demand due to the pandemic. With no pipeline connectivity and a lack of natural resources, Japan presently relies heavily on natural gas imports. Gokatayama, senior consultant at Porton & Partners, explained Japan's power landscape at a panel discussion organized by the Japan Society in the following manner. So basically, Japan's self-sufficiency of uh, producing their own electricity and energy uh, was about 20% in 2010. And after 2011, uh, going on to 2015, without nuclear, that dwindled to about 7%. Um, so Japan is a very, uh, you know, a large economy, depends on energy imports from around the world, are much more dependent on fossil fuel imports, predominantly oil and gas, after the Fukushima accident. You know, something that Japan has very poor domestic uh, resources of natural gas and oil, and so they depend a lot of it from international markets. Um, so, so the fossil fuel dependency is about 90% as of 2016. This includes coal, oil, and gas. As you see there, um, renewables are growing, but still a small percentage of the total primary energy supply. Apart from its reliance on natural gas, Japan has been steadily doing away with the use of nuclear power following the 2011 Fukushima accident and has targeted to increase its renewable energy share to 22 to 24 percent by 2030, up from the present 17 percent. This gives firms supplying natural gas and renewable energy solutions an opportunity to capitalize on Japan's growing power market, adding to its post-COVID recovery. That is all for today. Tune into EgoMong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology, and innovation. EgoMong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com, that is i n s i g h t s dot e g o m o n k dot com, to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contacts at egomonk.com. Yeah.